Thank you, Johnny Mac. As I mentioned earlier today, I still fizzed about that Warriors piece, but as I mentioned earlier, I caught up with Mike Hesson earlier this morning. Here's our chat. S-E-N-Z. Time to talk some cricket now, and there is so much cricket coming up. It's unrelenting, actually, the Big Bash having just started, uh, but the one we're really looking forward to is New Zealand heading over to Pakistan, three one-days and two tests. And joining us is the man that used to lead the New Zealand cricket team, still very involved in cricket in the IPL, etc. Mike Hesson. Hess, welcome in. Thanks for chatting. Yeah, thanks, Steph. Good to chat. Um, New Zealand going to Pakistan, um, a long time in the wilderness as a host of cricket. Uh, we've seen England go over there, do pretty well. Uh, what are your hopes for the New Zealand cricket team going there? Oh, look, I want to see some improvements from when they last uh, went to the subcontinent, which is obviously India. So there's a good chance for New Zealand to, to step up and show that they've you know, learned some good, valuable lessons from them, um, particularly from a batting perspective. I think you know, New Zealand's batting is relatively experienced and um, we'd like to see that, um, as I said, they, they play a sort of proactive brand of cricket over there. I think England have set the tone and I'm not suggesting New Zealand play to that extent, but certainly the ability to look to score first is going to be critical over there with the bat. Whenever teams go to the subcontinent, it's always about one of the first conversations is conditions, isn't it? So they've been in India. How similar are the conditions India and Pakistan? Um, yeah, not particularly, to be honest. The uh, the, the uh, say Rawalpindi uh, or sorry Karachi and Multan are, are flat, um, no grass, pretty bereft of grass, uh, a real sheen. So the ball skids on, um, pretty easy to score for the first few days of the game. Um, even Karachi, even potentially all five, and it actually becomes easier to bat. Um, doesn't seem to break up. So um, it, it's quite different. Um, the ball reverse will become critical in Pakistan. The ability to get enough air speed to get the ball to reverse is going to be something that New Zealand will certainly be looking for. Um, and obviously facing it as well will be the, the other challenge. How many spinners should they be taking? And how important is spin over there? Um, look, spin is, is important, but not so much from a wicket-taking perspective, as, as India is. Obviously, we saw Ajaz take that to the extreme, but uh, it'll be a combination factor between seam and spin over there rather than necessarily relying on one. Uh, I think they're going to have to take three, at le- play at least two, uh, and I think Bracewell and Ajaz Patel are probably the front runners there, um, but take another one, whether that be an all-rounder in Phillips or Rachin Ravindra, or maybe they potentially could take both because they cover dual roles. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I, I don't think, uh, I think between those four, I think they'll take at least three. I feel like draws in the Test match are likely. Uh, yep, and, and I think England sort of identified that and, and recognised that in order to win, they're going to have to give themselves at least three days to take two wicket, uh, 20 wickets. So that's certainly the way they went about it. Um, I think New Zealand could, as I said, could probably learn a little bit from that in terms of scoring at a rate that allows you enough time to take 20 wickets uh, because as I said the pitches don't necessarily deteriorate too much so you've got to allow yourself time you've got to allow yourself the ability to, to get the ball to reverse so therefore you need an older ball therefore you need longer time to bowl so um, sort of different in New Zealand we're always waiting for that new ball to come so you can potentially get a you know, two or three wickets in a, in a clump it's probably the other way around where you're actually waiting to scuff the ball up so you can potentially get wickets and clumps. So that, that obviously will take time. 
And, of course, this whole series will be on Sky Sport, the Pakistan-New Zealand series. We're not quite sure who's going to be tossing the coin in Pakistan with news just out today that there's some announcement is going to be made about Kane Williamson's captaincy. I guess a two-part question. A, does that surprise you? And B, do you think it might just be white ball and he'll carry on as test captain? Uh, look, I think it'll be the other way around. Um, I think he'll hand in the test captaincy. Um, I just think, you know, captaining all three formats now in the modern era is just, uh, it's, it's too too onerous. And I think we've seen that throughout the world, but it just doesn't happen, you know. Um, and Kane has done it for, since 2016 on a permanent basis, and he's done an amazing job. Um, but it is relentless, and it does, uh, you know, in many ways sort of suck the, the life out of you from a time perspective. You know, it's certainly not just on the field. It's it's all of the other demands that you have around the game, um, and you're always thinking about it. So, I think for Kane to relieve himself of at least you know one of those formats makes good sense, um, and hopefully we'll keep him involved in the game longer. And and I know you know the, I know Kane will still contribute in whatever way he can, but to alleviate some of that pressure would be great. Yeah, because you've mentioned there, the workloads are incredible now. The the cricket calendar is so chocker, and if you're a top class player as Kane is, you could probably play a game every week. So managing workloads gets incredibly important at this time of year, or any time of year. Yeah, look, it does, Steph. It's not just the playing side. I mean, I think that, you know, what is often, I guess, not misunderstood, it probably just people just aren't aware of the, of the demands that the captain has. You know, you, you don't just go home or at the end of a day's play and, and park up and refresh. You know, you're constantly... Um, working, you're talking with players, you're trying to get the best out of them, you're looking at strategy. You know, there's no time to sort of free your mind up and live your life. And um, as I said, when you take on all three roles, it is onerous. And the fact Kane has lasted as long as he is, um, you know, it's testament to how much he cares about New Zealand cricket and how much he's put in. So, um, look, I whatever a decision he makes, I certainly support. Um, I think, as I said, trying to relieve some of that time and give him some time to himself and his family outside of actually playing, uh, I think will be great. Um, is he one of the players that's up for auction? Because I, I know the IPL auction, you're heading off to India very shortly to take part in the auction, although probably more as a spectator because uh, you've informed me there's not much money left in your salary cap. But is he going to be up for auction and is he going to be an attractive proposition? Well, he's in the first group. So uh, that just came out a couple of days ago. So he'll be in the first um, the first group, but they haven't called it a marquee group. That's the top batting group. Um, he's got his base price at two crawl, which is around about four hundred New Zealand dollars. Um, and I'm sure he'll have some takers. Um, probably not to the extent that he had previous year with SRH. Um, but yeah, he'll certainly be in demand. Obviously, with his leadership skills and his experience in the subcontinent, I'm sure you know one or two teams um, could certainly look at him whether even as a starting player or, or potentially a backup, but I'm sure he'll be in demand. And was I of the understanding that he was released? Because if they'd kept him, it would be like the $2 million price tag, but by releasing him, they could potentially buy him back at a lesser price, a, a, an economic decision. Oh, look, I think when you retain someone at that price, you you know, you're obviously the output you want is pretty huge, and, and SRH didn't have a great year. So, um, you know, often owners don't have... Um, you know, huge amounts of patience. So Kane could well be brought back. As I said, there'll be other teams that could well be interested in, in you know, his skills on offer. He's, he's done very well in the IPL in the past. So didn't have a great year last year, but that can happen. And um, as I said, a number of sides could well look at him, but uh, he's probably uh, probably going to be outside our price range. 
how tense is the auction room, Hess? Because you know the players you want to fill in your roster. Um, you can probably guess what the other teams want in their roster. I'd imagine it's quite a tense environment. Oh, look, there's, there's months and months of work to go into it um, in terms of not only, as you said, identifying what your other teams are after, but their purses and, and how much you potentially could suck out of their purse by by bidding for other players. And um, and obviously, if you get stuck with them, how are you going to deal with that? So <laughs> lots of mock auctions, lots lots of strategy. Um, and yeah, that, sure, there is plenty of tension as well. I mean, the last two or three years, we've, uh, from a personal perspective, you know, we've had to make changes to our squad this year. We're pretty settled. So uh, we won't have too much work to do at the auction table, whereas some have almost half their purse to spend. So it'll be fascinating watching and probably not being quite as tense as we normally are. So RCB, which you're uh, in control of, um, is it fair to say you've probably got your starting 11 or your preferred starting 11 locked in already? Oh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, we, we retain 18 players. We've got a pretty pretty much our core group from last year. You're, you're always looking to make tweaks and always looking to make improvements. So we'll be looking to do that. I mean, we have released a few players. We've opened up a bit of cash, but as I said, we probably won't be bidding for too many of the marquee players on offer this year. You're still loving it? Like the IPL, we probably don't... I've talked to players that have been over there and they've said people in New Zealand just don't get the intensity and the magnitude that it holds in India. It's a massive carnival um, with a lot of importance to it. Yeah, I mean, the time zone probably doesn't help from a New Zealand perspective because it happens in the middle of the night, really. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's two months of games on every single day. Um, You know, the whole country gets behind it. You know, stadiums sell out in a matter of minutes, um, and that's for you know all games throughout the season. So, you know, you've got tens of thousands of people lining the streets when you leave the hotel. So it's a big deal, and it's um, it's something that uh, you know I'm looking forward to getting actually into Bangalore when we're playing uh, in front of our home crowd. I mean, I've been with RCB for three seasons. Uh, we've made the playoffs each year, but uh, we haven't played a game at home yet. Um, obviously, with COVID and the restrictions there, so I think our fans are hanging out for us to get home and and hopefully show, us, uh, show them some good cricket. What What is the fandom like? Um, how, I'm just trying to compare it here with NPC Rugby, Super Rugby, International Rugby. How tribal are uh, the areas that you guys represent? I think mainly um, people represent heroes and players. So, um, you know, if you've got a player that ha- that the, they identify with, I mean, Virat Kohli for RCB has been there since the start, and he's obviously got a huge following. Um, and players, you know, people all around the country actually get behind teams. So we're, we're probably one of the most supported teams in the competition from all around the country, um, not just Bangalore or, or Bengaluru. So, um, you know, we've got a huge fan base there and people that turn out, but we've also got people that travel, you know, all around the country to, to watch us play. So um, it's, look, it's it's really hard to compare with other sports. It, it's absolute mayhem. Um <laughs> And you know that's you know you can't go to the shop and buy yourself a pair of undies or anything because you you just you just can't. Um, it's, you just get guys get mobbed and it's just not a it's not a normal way of life. But it's um it's an incredible thing to be a part of and as I said the enthusiasm uh, and just the passion of all the fans is is next level. That's for sure. Is it sort of living in a bit of a bubble? I remember talking to uh, Sonny Gaviscar when he was out here in the commentary team and it, 
I had an hour with him actually as we were waiting for the rain to clear in Napier one day and he, he'd brought his wife to New Zealand because they can just go to a cafe and have a sandwich and have a coffee and just go for a walk along the beach, which even he hasn't played for, for years, but he can't do that in India. And I'd imagine you, Mike Hesson, can't do that in India because you're linked to RCB, you're linked to cricket, you're linked to Virat. Um, is it a bubble life over there? Oh, look, I think everybody's in different degrees, aren't they? But, um, yeah, I mean, Sonny would be would be certainly well sought after. But, I mean, it's not it's not in an obtrusive way either. It's just genuine enthusiasm. You know, someone will see you wandering down the street if you choose to do that. And, um, you know, once you get four or five people around you, within a minute you've got a 1,000. So it just, it's just a people just want to, you know, be around and talk and take a photo or... Um, because they love the game so much, and they love you know the people around the game. So it's it's a it's a special place to be, and it's um it's something that you know I can go away and do for sort of three months a year, um, and then uh, obviously come back to New Zealand and, and spend some time here doing some other things. So uh, it's a nice balance and one that uh, yeah certainly enjoy. Brilliant, yes. Oh well, safe travels over to India, and I know you'll keep a close eye. On New Zealand in Pakistan, you won't be able to watch on Sky Sports because you'll be away probably, but we'll be able to watch it here as well. Uh, really appreciate your time, Hess. Uh, all the best. Yep, thanks, Steph. I'll, I'll be back in time. I'll get back on Christmas Day, so certainly be tuned into the uh, the test match on Sky. Brilliant, mate. Go well. Good man. Thank you.